Welcome to Reality of the Rose with your host, Natalie Sprink. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 130 of Reality of the Rose. I am your host, Natalie Sprink. Now, see, usually I would have just re-recorded that, but you know, I'm all about like being real and you know, I can't talk well sometimes. Um, wow. Holy hell. Four hours of the bachelor. I just watched. I mean, I guess technically it was probably like three hours and 15 minutes ish without the commercials, but that is too much. And I'm really curious why they did this. Obviously they needed to cut it short by a week for some reason and TV scheduling, I'm assuming, but there was not any real like dire reason in my opinion that they like that we watched or witnessed that would have caused them to have to do this. But that was a lot of bachelor, even for us diehards. Um, but yeah, you know, I still love it. Still the best season ever. Still telling anybody that will listen. If you're going to start watching the bachelor again, um, or start at all, start with this season. I, the two things that I take away from this, even after these two episodes as well, and have so far the whole season is one, just Joey as the bachelor. I mean, and I think that I, I, I've come to the conclusion to tonight that I think part of it is that they are allowing us to see more of his personality in his ITMs. They're not only selecting, cause I'm sure that I'm sure that he records stuff and re-records it and re-records it again. And sometimes he probably says it very, uh, canned sounding, um, other times, you know, it's blooperish. other times it's just more casual and like him. And I feel like they're including all of those things. Whereas like with, I don't know, Zach or Clayton or whoever was before him, <laughs> it, it feels like that in, in the edit, they only included the proper, you know, the proper ITMs where he was saying the proper things and the th things you're supposed to say, and I'm going to be serious. And this is a journey. And, oh, I love my connection with her during this journey. And I will, I'm going to be vulnerable and blah, 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 blah. And Joey just cracks me up during his ITMs. And I mean, I think part of it is Joey's personality because I feel like he's a very casual person who speaks casually, who articulates himself well, who is a fun, charismatic guy and just has personality. Like, I definitely think that that's the biggest part of it, but I also have to attribute it to producers as well because they're allowing us, you know how I always, always say, why don't they blooper reel more of this stuff in the show? or allow more blooper clips in the show. Not that they're including bloopers, so to speak, but I, I kind of just like, um, where is it? I'm sure I made notes about it all. Um, when he, Oh, when they went to Malta in the episode four and he says something along the lines of, I, uh, I'm, I might go to the Alta, but I first have to go to Malta. And then he was like, see what I did there? you know, stuff like that, that I thought was cute. And then like, 
um, on his date with Rachel. It was one on one date with Rachel where they did the flamingo dancing and he had to put those God awful like dancing boots on with his shorts. And he was completely making fun of himself, um, wearing, and it, and it did look absolutely ridiculous, like just saying, but he made fun of himself with the shoes on and how ridiculous this looks. And he didn't imagine that he was going to have to be wearing the sh his shoes. And, you know, he happens to be wearing shorts or, or when they had the, the group date with the, let's see, with the, with the Knights, um, hang on, let me look. They where the girls all had to, to like, um, fight like knights or they had to compete and he gets to come out with like no shirt on and just like partial knight attire and he made a comment let's see um it says oh shoot oh yeah he says he calls him he was like i'm gonna kind of describe it as like a half naked roman soldier and then talks about doing push. -up. I mean, he must be shorter than most bachelors because then he calls him, he said something about needing to do more push-ups and, and, and pull-ups. And then he calls himself a fun size bachelor. And the, and then the part where I was laughing so hard on the group date where the sausages were spinning on that wheel and they had to catch him with their mouth. <laughs> I thought they edited that also so well because of the, the music, like the clown circus music they were playing in the background while it was happening. And the whole thing was in slow motion. So every time they showed a woman like trying to catch the sausage in her mouth, you know, would miss it and like hit her real awkwardly, but in slow motion, it, slow motion always makes things look either more dramatic or funnier. And I was just literally laughing. I had to actually rewind it, watch it again. Cause I thought it was funny. And Daisy was talking about how she got hit so many times in the face with the sauce. <laughs> She's, I don't know why. I just thought it was so funny. They kept showing her getting slapped in the face with a sausage. And, um, Joey makes some kind of like comment, like, I mean, you know, all is fair in love and war. And then he just like paused for a second and looked in the camera and he was like, I don't, I don't know. And then and Jen too, in her ITM, she's like, I never want to see a sausage, a sausage again in my life. And then it was like someone from the background threw a sausage at her and she like watches it. She watches it fly by her. And then she goes, <laughs> she's going to vomit. I love it. I love when they do this stuff because it, it shows their personality. It makes us laugh. It makes us have fun watching this show. It doesn't make us want to go, Oh God, please let this be over. This is so boring. And it doesn't make us feel like they're miserable while they're there. It feels like they're having fun. And I like to watch people having fun. I don't like to watch people being God awful miserable. That's what I feel like on Bachelor in Paradise, this last Bachelor of Paradise, that's what the whole thing was. I feel like everyone was absolutely entirely miserable while they were there, but they're all having fun. So, okay, that was my first takeaway. How long did that take? <laughs> Seven minutes for my first takeaway. Um, my other takeaway is that I think for the same reasons, we're getting to know these women. And I also think that's what makes this so much more fun to watch because you feel more invested in them and their lives. And I, it's, it's happening so subtly that I can't even like put my exact finger on why are we getting to know, you know, Joey's women better than we got to know Zach's women. 
I don't really know. I, I, I mean, I, I think obviously part of it must be the way they're editing it. Um, but, but I, I, I mean, yes, I know I went through all these women ahead of time and had, um, the little breakdown of all the women with Jody, but I do that all the time. And I often very much still have problems keeping their names straight or keeping the women straight, but I've been able to keep their names straight for, I mean, a big part of the season. And I feel truly invested in multiple of these women. Sometimes I don't get that invested till maybe we're down to the final four, but I'm seriously invested in like, I mean, I'm invested in the whole Maria storyline and I go back and forth with that, but I'm invested in that. I, even though Sydney was like a villain and crazy, it was like, I couldn't almost couldn't wait to see what kind of nutso thing she said next, just because it was like so outrageous. And then I like Kelsey A, I'm fascinated by her. I think she's like this beautiful, gorgeous, like natural, beautiful kind of person. I'm getting more invested in her. And then she had this, oh my word, this tear jerking PTC and her one-on-one -on -one with Joey. Like I was literally bawling. She was talking about her mom. Um, I'm invested of obviously in Daisy with her cochlear implant. I'm invested Lexi in her one-on-one, -on -one, her talking about her endometriosis. I guess I didn't really even know that that how she described endometriosis, that that's what it was. And, you know, again, like every season they all know they do their ptcs and they tell their little trauma stories um but maybe maybe they're just showing the women more and they're showing them in in like in the house or at the back at the hotels more but whatever they're doing they're doing it right and they're making me want to see what happens and they're making me want to see who like i'm actually really like tonight i really didn't know sometimes it's really predictable who's going to go home. And maybe it was kind of a bit predictable tonight, but in a way it wasn't like Autumn went home in this episode five. And I don't know that I necessarily expected her to go home or Medina necessarily, because actually Medina has been getting quite a bit of airtime. So I thought she might last a little longer. I, honestly, the Caitlin girl, I thought she would go because she seems to me at this point, like the most irrelevant or she sticks out the least to me. And maybe it's because they've focused on her the less, but therefore I thought she would go home, but she did not. Um, I, I, uh, I mean, I knew, I guess I knew Sydney would go home. I mean, I just figured she would, but but I, I, Kelsey T, I kind of want to see how far she makes it. Cause tonight they kind of showed her really has like struggling with getting her time with Joey. And she's like that one. She's not being, an, she's not necessarily being annoying about it or, um, like too aggressive about it, but you kind of feel for her. Cause she seems to be the one that's really struggling with it the most. Um, I don't know. I'm just really invested and anxious each episode to see what, who's going to go home. Who's like going to be the next person to dislike Maria. Cause that seems to be the narrative now. Um, I don't know. So I, I, I love that though, because it, again, us being more in, invested in the women makes us want to watch the show. It makes us want to know what's going to happen next week because 
I kind of like her and I, Oh, I like her. But then last episode I didn't, but now I do kind of. And, and that's another thing that they're really fluctuating. Eh, maybe not a lot with that, but um, I will say tonight with Maria, I I'm, I'm still pro Maria. I still think that she has all these good points. I feel like people both, I think obviously Sydney was going way over the top with her thinking that, um, she was such a mean girl that she's such a mean girl and that she was being tortured basically by Maria. Like, okay. Um, but then Leah jumped right on the bandwagon as soon as Sydney left. And they're making me feel the same way about Leah now as I did about Sydney. Like she seems to be, um, excessively complaining about Maria instead of just focusing on her time with Joey. And she seems to be being, also over the top with her, her verbalizing about that. But then now they're adding Jess onto the mix. And I mean, it kind of like, so I'm coming from a place where it feels like where there's smoke, there's fire. So I would love to like see more footage to know, because then when Jess got mad tonight, I got why she was upset, obviously, because Maria already had a rose and she did not want Maria to have time with him at the cocktail party because she doesn't have a rose and she had gotten no time with him. So I, obviously you get where that is, you know, I mean, you get that Jess is mad about that. Um, on the other hand, this is a game. If you want time with Joey, then go cut in. You know, I don't know how much that's allowed. Like, I don't know how much you're allowed to just do that or how much producers like have to allow it or tell you it's okay. Like, obviously that part of it, I don't, I don't know if that's how controlled that is, but let's just assume it's not controlled and that you can go. I know you want to be respectful of women, but then be proactive and be in, take the initiative and go like, go steal them from somebody. So you get your chance to talk to him just because Maria's taken the chance. I mean, that's your fault. I feel like in a way she's just, she's just mad and jealous because Maria had the initiative to go do it and she didn't. Um, so like, but I did think Maria handled that a little bit harshly and abrasively. I, I mean, I felt like she went at Jen pretty hard, um, for how Jen came to her with it. I mean, not like she was totally soft about it, Jen. No, sorry, Jess. Ugh, Jess and Jen. Jess. But um, I still think Maria sort of whew, got a bit at her. But also, maybe Maria's like, oh my God, will everyone just let me alone? I am just want to spend time with Joey. I, I can see where there's probably that part of Maria who is a little bit like flamboyant and, you know, tosses her hair just a little bit too much is that little extra loudness that, that some of the girls aren't, you know, I, I get that, that there's that little trait where she could rub girls the wrong way. Um, but, but yet I like her. I don't know. I, it's a, it's a hard, it's a, it's an interesting, I think, edit that Maria's getting because you I mean, she's not my favorite, but I don't hate her, but yet sometimes I love her, but other times I'm like, eh, I could see where that would get on my nerves too. 
you know what I mean? So it's, she's getting a very interesting edit, which makes me ultimately take her out of my final four. So I'm setting who I think my final four is right now. And I'm not going to change it from this show on. Okay. Um, so we're probably like not quite halfway or maybe halfway through the season now. So I'm not changing it much, but just based on tonight's show. So initially I had my final four as Jen, Lexi, Daisy, and Maria. Okay. And then I had Kelsey T and Kelsey A kind of as like my, my backup people. So as of tonight, my top four are Daisy, Lexi, Jen, and Kelsey A. So that's officially my top four. And I, I think that Maria will be like the one to go home or one of the ones, at least, I don't know how many they're going to get confused as to how many they eliminate each week, but, um, I think it's different all the time, but I think Maria will be going home right before hometowns. I think she'll maybe stay that long. Um, so that's my top four again, Daisy, Lexi, Jen, and Kelsey A. Um, and I think that because it's rare, again, I don't think they're making Maria necessarily the villain, but they're definitely making her like a, uh, like the villain you love to hate. And only once has a villain won or even really got that close to winning. And that was, um, Courtney Robertson and she won her season. Um, but they haven't done it since then. And, uh, I mean, so I guess it's not out of the question that Maria could go further, but that's just my, that's my take on the whole thing. Um, as far as Maria and how far she'll last. I obviously I am doing it a little bit different here. <laughs> I'm not going scene by scene. Um, those, but I mean, those are my main takes on everything. I guess, you know, if you're, if you're using this, I'm going to go through each show, but I'm going to do it fairly quickly. I just wanted to sort of get my main points across and my, my takeaways, my big takeaways from these past couple episodes. And those are really it. Um, you know, there's no doubt about Daisy for me, the way he looks at her and the things he says about her and just their interactions are so comfortable with each other. I mean, I think by far their comfort level together is off the charts compared to even Lexi, Jess and Kelsey A. Um, but I'll take the one-on-one -on -one dates one by one and let you know what I thought about each of them. Um, Cause it felt like there was like, I felt like every girl had a one-on-one -on -one date tonight. I mean, this was just a lot of, a lot of bachelor to take in. And I probably already forgot what happened in the beginning. Um, so, well, it started with, again, with a flash forward scene, which was the two on one between Maria and Sydney. Um, but okay. So they are traveling a lot on this season too. I mean, not that they haven't traveled on the past couple seasons, but hell they're going somewhere different every single week. Every single episode is a new spot, which is really cool, but you'd think that they would save like Spain and Malta for, the end of the show, but cause they're like regressing now, not that there's anything wrong with Montreal, Canada, but it's like they're regressing and going back to Canada. Like what? 
Um, and obviously it ends on a beach somewhere again, because that's where we see these last scenes. They keep like teasing us with what's going to happen at the end. Um, but I'll, I'm just going to be honest with you, Malta. I've heard of Malta before, but I had no clue. I was like, uh, is that a city? Is that a country? Is that, what is that? Where is that? I don't really know. They showed the little scene of someone saying, isn't Malta a country? It, it, Malta's a country, right? Like saying that, I, I didn't know. I had to Google it and it's a, it's an island country. It's an island country. Yep. Well, they did show us a little map there at the end where they showed when they went from Malta to Spain, they showed like on a map where that was, which was very beneficial. So you see the bachelor is not only entertaining, but it's also educational. You learn some geography along the way, you know, I mean, it's, it'll help you in so many ways. So, um, but yeah, so this is where Joey like gives us a little joke about making it to the Alta, but first he has to spend time in Malta. <laughs> Um, anyway, Lexi gets the first one-on-one. -on -one. Um, they just like walk around Malta for their daytime portion of the date. Um, honestly, after seeing this though, this looks like a really cool place to travel. And I believe I might want to put this on my bucket list because it was gorgeous, like gorgeous. And, you know, mm, I really, I might just, I need to do that when I'm done with this and not forget, because that is a cool place. Um, and put it on my bucket list is what I mean by that. Uh, cause I literally have a bucket list, like a list. So they walk around the whatever. So they go back to the hotel. Um, what am I talking about? Sorry. I shouldn't read my notes literally. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on the Sydney and Maria thing because I make lots of notes with that as they keep talking about like going back and forth about Sydney saying what she's going to, the things, the crazy things she says versus Maria, because we know in the end that Maria is the one that stays and Sydney goes home, but she says such aggressive things like that. It's affecting her health and that she's breaking out and she's lethargic because of it. And that she says a couple times that, that she's being tortured. I'm like, calm down. I, <laughs> I, even if Maria rubs you the wrong way, I believe the torture is a little bit of a strong word, just a tiny bit strong. Um, so they, one thing I noticed with, so they jump back and forth between that and Lexi's date. But they go into a church for a bit and sit there and they're sitting there looking at this church and it's really beautiful. And Lexi's getting a little bit emotional and stuff. And, but Joey was trying to like comfort her and, and her body language was interesting to me. I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but she was like leaning kind of away from him when she was getting emotional. And I felt this was strange because you know, if you really were having an emotional moment and you really were connecting with this guy next to you, you would have thought you would have leaned in to allow him to like put his arm around you or to like, kind of like nestle up to him or, you know, like let him comfort you. But she was like real obvious in an obvious way, kind of leaning away from him in the chairs that they were sitting in. I thought that was just an interesting point that I'm going to make a mental note of still think that she's going to make it to the final four, but I do not think she's definitely not going to win. I like her, but she also, so then moving on to her nighttime portion, I felt like, I don't know how to describe it. I felt like she is just more monotone or I don't want to say emotionless because she, 
showed emotion as far as getting upset about her endometriosis and maybe not being able to have children and about her grandpa and all that. So, I mean, not that she doesn't show emotion, but when she talks, her voice just seems very on the same tone all the time. And not that I, I don't really care for if girls are too giggly either. Like that's way, way, way worse if they're super giggly and that's all I do is laugh at, you know, then it gets awkward and it feels icky, but, but she almost seems like too serious and for Joey, maybe, I mean, I just picture, I mean, of course I picture Daisy with Joey at the end, but Daisy to me is the right amount of like happy and fun. And I don't think of Lexi as fun. Maybe that's what it is. I don't think of her as like, oh, she's such a fun girl. She doesn't seem like that at all. She's like, oh, she's just like serious. And you know, she's like classy and all that, but she seems too serious. Maybe that's what it was. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I just don't think he'll pick her in the end. Um, however, did like her PTC and how she is, you know, advocating and bringing forth the topic of endometriosis, which I will admit I don't know much, if anything, about because thankfully I, you know, have never been associated with it or even known anyone that necessarily has it. But um, it wasn't when she gave it a stage, like stage five, I had no idea that there was even stages of endometriosis. So, you know, honestly speaking, it's probably a good topic for all women to know something about. And, um, and that I'm sure, I, I mean, I, I don't know this, but I feel like it's probably more common than one thinks. And especially that it affects your fertility. I'm sure that that's an extremely hard thing for people. And I totally got her fear that this might you know, chase him away. And I completely respected him for saying it wouldn't. Although, you know, you wonder if in the end, if he like, say it was between her and Daisy and say that, you know, he liked them literally equally, which I don't think he does because he likes Daisy way more. But if he did like them equally, don't you think that that could be a weighing factor? Like I can have my own kids with Daisy probably, well, hopefully, but not with Lexi. So like in the end, like, I don't know that that's necessarily not something that he would use in weighing to if he felt equally about them. So I, I get like her distress with the whole situation. And it was something to empathize with her with and that you kind of felt for her about. Um, so I really liked that PTC and I liked their date. And I, like I said, she is in my top four. Um, but that was just my observation about her. She just didn't seem like that fun, you know? Um, so then we get, um, we get the group date card and I make this note about how this is another thing that they're starting to that just slowly by little by little change with the show is that they are allowing the women to um, show or verbalize that they know how this show works. It is not being looked at as, oh, you're here for the wrong reasons just because you've watched the show before and you know how the dates work and you know how this works and you know what comes next if you do this. Like at the beginning, when Jesse came in and said, you're not going to be spending the day with Joey, you know, they would normally have the girls go, oh, why not? Even though you know they know why not. You know, he's coming. You knew that Jesse was coming with it because you're going to be traveling today to Malta. They, as soon as he said, 
you're not going to see Joey today. They all like grabbed each other, like, oh, like they were excited, but you knew they're excited because they, you knew that they knew they were going to be going to travel somewhere. So like they let them show that in the edit that, oh, we get it. You're going to tell us that we're going to do this next. Same thing with this. They um, gave the group date and they read everybody's name off. The only two names that didn't get read off were Maria and Sydney's. So immediately everyone's talking about, oh, it must be the two on one. You guys must be getting a two on one. Obviously you've got the two. I mean, they said it like three times talking about, you know, naming it the two on one. So I don't feel like they would really do that all that much before, you know, or they would, they would verbalize it in a different way or they wouldn't like, it wasn't like game language, so to speak. So I like that too, how they're allowing them to just, who cares that we've watched the show? That doesn't mean we're here for the wrong reasons because it doesn't. I mean, whatever, we've talked about that before. So I really liked that part of it. Um, I, I, okay, hang on a second. I'm about out of my time. So I'm going to cut off right here and I will be right back. I'm back. Okay. So, um, all right. This was an, I made another note here that Sydney makes another like crazy comment that, um, she's so emotionally drained. It's too much for one person to handle. <laughs> what does, it, honestly, like, do you have to be so dramatic? Like it's too much for any one person to handle. And again, maybe we, they haven't shown us, but I have not seen anywhere that, um, has, I really haven't even seen her attacking her. She, <laughs> she's defended herself. Oh my. Anyway. Um, okay. So we're on the group date and this, I kind of went over this already. This was, um, I just, this was a really funny date. And it was kind of dumb because they had Autumn win. And I just think it's like, she won, I guess, because she caught a sausage in her mouth. <laughs> I guess that's a good reason to win. I mean, you know, um, <laughs> Joey probably liked that. Um, but so I, you know, so the, the winner whole thing, winners of these kind of dates is kind of just, I feel like producer picked, you know, because, because also just because she caught a sausage in her mouth. Um, there also was like the grabbing of the sashes was just like a, Oh, I don't know. I flag football. i not really, but a flag football thing where they tried to grab each other's like little flag things off their waist. That was one of the competitions. And we saw like one person or two girls compete with that. We know they all did it. And then there was the weirdo thing. The only thing that I feel like I feel like this was a nod to Gamer Roses, like 1000%. Shout out to Gamer Roses. I'm anxious to see if they talk about this on their podcast and if they took it as the same way. But they've talked about Joey's gaze play. And I've talked about it on here because they've talked about it. But for like the whole season. And, and I'm sure if you've noticed, if you've heard me talk about it or them talk about it, you notice it. I mean, his gaze play is like no other. He stares into your soul, every single girl, but the ones he likes the most, it's even more so. And you, it's like mesmerizing, even when he's not looking at you and you're watching it through the TV, it's mesmerizing how he just, I mean, doesn't blink. He just, wow. But 
they had part of the competition was that the girls were just supposed to go up and stare at him in the eyes. <laughs> what the hell does that have to do with being a knight? Like, I'm so confused what the affiliation between that and learning to be a knight is. I very, very random, but okay. And I have to believe that in that moment while they were actually there, because at least they put music behind it. And we only watched like two or three girls do it. And I don't know how long they did it, but it had to be awkward. But in an ITM, Joey actually says, um, I, I don't know if he says, if you know me or how, how he verbalized it, but he said something to the effect of, um, I, I do really love to look into someone's eyes and I, you know, whatever, I really can tell a lot about a person or it doesn't bother me. And I know it makes some people feel uncomfortable, something to that effect. So it was like he was acknowledging that he has this very strong gaze play and they made a whole little segment about it in this competition, which definitely think is some kind of a nod to uh, Game of Roses because they're, they talk about it all the time. But so they had that too. So why Autumn just wins for catching the sausage? <laughs> no. So I feel like it was a producer win and it really, they showed us about 2.3 seconds of the time alone they got to spend together. So, and we all know she ended up going home tonight, you know, so obviously it doesn't really mean anything when someone wins that. Um, but it was comical to watch. I enjoyed watching this group date. I thought it was funny. I thought that all the little effects they put in, the, all the ITMs were funny, the slow motion, the music to it, a Joey's ITM, like the whole thing had me actually laughing out loud. And I hope they do more like this because I got such a kick out of it. And again, it was fun to watch and the girls were having fun. Like they were having fun doing it. You could tell. And I don't know. I think that's what makes it. You know, they weren't forced to be naked. They weren't forced to like, like have a fight in a ring. I mean, they weren't, it wasn't like any of that. They were just having fun. Um, so let's see, uh, at the nighttime part of that date, Daisy and Joey talk and they talk about their kids and, and what they want and what they want their names to be. And so they decide that Coco and Ocean are going to be their twins' names, which I think is so adorable. Oh, um, Kelsey A got some really great games play from Joey uh, during this. Kelsey T um, made the right move and asked, she asked him what he needs from her, which I thought was a really good move and a really good thing to ask. Um, uh, in the meantime, the two on one day card comes, we have Sydney again saying she's getting tortured. <laughs> um, then let's see. Oh, Jess was with, I don't, Jess isn't going to go very far either, but Jess was with Joey and he, she told him, decided to tell him how she felt and what he says in return to her is nothing. He just kisses her, which is not a good sign in my opinion, in my professional opinion, that is not a good sign. So I think she's again, there. not, she's not really causing drama, but I think she's like a colorful narrator. She did the whole sausage little ITM and I didn't really like her at first time. She's not my favorite still. Um, but she's having a little beef with Maria now. So of course she's going to stay cause they have to perpetuate that, but she's not going to go very far either. Um, so then we have the two on one thing, which of, of course, just to kind of float on by that, it was, you know, they, of course, for the 
cameras and for us watching it, they made them do everything together. They had to walk down the hallways with their suitcases together. They had to exit the hotel together. They had to walk side by side down the pier to get on the boat together. They sat on this big freaking huge yacht that took them to Joey who met them on this little bitty boat <laughs> and they go ride around and do this little adventuring, which leads them to, excuse me, stop somewhere where he has a talk with each of them to get their sides again. Um, as we know, if you watch it, you know that basically he, it doesn't help because they both still defend themselves. And he says pretty much, I don't know that I'll ever for sure know the exact truth. What he says going into the nighttime portion is I'm just going to have to go with whichever one I feel I have more of a connection with. So he goes in and says, I have one more question, which I thought was an odd question because what are they going to say? I mean, I guess Maria's answer was a bit more real, but they both, he, he this question, what? And that question was, do you see yourself, like, do you see us building a relationship together? And of course, Sydney says yes. And when he asks Maria the same question, she says yes too but she didn't say it in quite such a definite way. She sort of ran around it by saying, I've really liked how we've gotten along so far. Um, I think that all of this has kind of put a uh, damper a little bit on us getting to know each other, all of this drama. Um, but I know how I felt with, I with you, I'm with you. And I think that you feel the same way too. So she said it in a different way that seemed more like, look, and I think she even said that, but I, if you aren't feeling the same way about me, I don't want the rose. And I, and I've told you that before. So she says it in a much more, I think, um, constructive way and maybe, articulates it better to him and seems more real. Well, of course we know he gives her the rose and sends Sydney home. Um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 go. Oh, this was funny. I thought it was hilarious at the end of when he sends Sydney home and gives Maria the, the rose <laughs> immediately. This woman in the balcony breaks out singing Ave Maria. <laughs> like operatic. And I just got the biggest kick out of that because obviously her name's Maria and they start singing Ave Maria. <laughs> it made me laugh. I love the little comedic stuff they're putting. I'm assuming that was comedic. I, you know, um, but then while in, that was playing in the background, they show the, whatever the crew person come in and get Sydney's luggage too, while she's belting out Ave Maria and taking the luggage away. I was, it was great. I thought that was so funny. And just these little things I think is what makes this, this, uh, season so good. Um, so then it's a cocktail party. Uh, Oh, again, here we had another little, again, not a blooper, but something that showed us his personality again. And it was the, um, he and Jen went to go sit by the pool and they were going to take their shoes off and put their feet in the pool. And he was like, Oh God, here's a deal breaker. You got to see my feet for the first time. And he was like talking about how much he hates his feet and how ugly his feet are and his toes. And, and I, I just think that's cute. I like when they do that kind of stuff because it just makes you learn more about them. Hang on. I'm taking a drink. Awkward radio silence. 
Um, so that was funny. Uh, and I just want to say about Jen too. I really like her and I don't think also she's going to win. I still think she's going to make it to the top four, but I also think she, like the part with the feet, I feel like there was so many funny, goofy, sarcastic things she could have said back to him about his feet being ugly. And she doesn't, she's just like, Oh no, I, I love every part of you. I like everybody except you for, I'm like, Oh my God, he wasn't like actually meaning that it was a deal breaker. Like chill out. Why don't be so literal. I, Ugh, that gets on my nerves when people don't have a sense of humor about anything. And I feel like her sense of humor is not, he, he feels like he has a, like a sarcastic sense of humor, kind of dry, but like out there dry. Like, I don't know. He really has a good sense of humor and I don't think she does. <laughs> I think, I think she takes everything too literally or is too, Maybe she would, maybe you grow out of that, or maybe you get over that when you get to know someone better, possibly, I guess I could give her the benefit of the doubt here, but I'm just trying to find reasons that Daisy's going to win. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. Her sense of humor also just seems off. It doesn't seem the same as his. She's too goody goody or something. Um, but then we have Medina who shares a, her PTC with him during this cocktail party. And it, is about her parents getting divorced and how that's affected her. Um, but it doesn't matter because we know she ends up getting sent home. Um, so then we start the new drama, which is since Sydney is gone and like, as all the other girls are just like in the hotel, they're just all messing around and goofing around and throwing grapes in each other's mouths and stuff like that. And Leah is all offended because uh, especially and specifically Medina is having all this fun when she thought Sydney was her good friend. And she thinks that that's so like disrespectful because Medina said Sydney was her best friend and now Sydney's gone. She's actually having fun with Maria. <laughs> oh my God. Now see to me immediately that makes Leah seem like the total, total petty one. And so Leah like pulls Medea's Medina aside to tell her this. And Medina of course gets defensive and says pretty much that like, why are you worried about who I, I'm just trying to make it through this whole thing. And I'm just trying to have fun and do what I can to, I never said just because I'm having fun with Maria doesn't mean I didn't like Sydney just because they don't like each other. I think she said all this just because they don't like each other. Doesn't mean I can't like them both. Like, why are you coming at me? And she got real defensive and Leah's like, well, I'm no, I'm just saying, I'm just, I just wanted to point it out to you. And she's like, but like, why, why are you worried about, what you do, I'll worry about what I do. Why are you coming at me? And it was so true again. It, it's so it's what's interesting is that they're, they are trying to make Maria look like the villain, but they are coming at both Maria and these other girls, which such ridiculous petty things. It's so ridiculous. And whether it's them wanting to get screen time or what, I don't know. But again, my opinion of Leah has now changed too, because she just seems petty to me. So then Medina's kind of upset. And so Maria goes to talk to her about it. And like, I'm so, I'm sorry that you being nice to me is getting you in trouble. And then Maria gets upset because she's like, I can't cut a break. No matter what I do, people are coming at me and whatever. And so then she kind of gets really emotional about it. 
and walks out and is talking to her producer and is crying and saying, I just want to go home. This is ridiculous. I'm just miserable. This is so stupid. Just send me home. Just, I want to go home. I want to go home. So I have this whole like dramatic scene with Maria and Leah calls her a drama queen crybaby in an ITM, which I feel like that's maybe the second time I've seen Maria cry, like real. And I don't know that I would have been any different because it's jumping from one thing to another. And, um, I don't know. It just was, I made a, a comment. I'm so annoyed by this. So we come back. Of course, Maria doesn't leave. No one leaves. It's the rose ceremony. Um, it, the roses go to Kelsey, a Caitlin, Daisy, Rachel, Jen, Autumn, Jess, Medina, Leah, and Leah is the last one to get the rose and Allison and Edwina go home at this one. Um, this is when they announce they're going to Spain, which also looks like an absolutely beautiful, beautiful place. I forget the city that they said they went to, but I also feel like I want to put that on my bucket list. Um, so now, you know, we have Leah being the Sydney, but they walk around Spain and they're, they're all walking around looking at the city and Joey drives up on a Vespa and he announces that he's going to go on a one away date right now. And it's with Kelsey a who has the most gorgeous hair in the world to me. I love her hair. It's like curly, but not like curly, curly. It's just wavy, but it's super full and thick and long and just, oh, I would die for that head of hair. I used to have that head of hair. Honestly, I did. And I don't know what happened to it. I wanted to grow again, but that's a whole nother topic. So I love, love, love her hair. And I just love her. She's got these unique facial features. Her eyes are just gorgeous. Um, so they just sort of do like, um, riding around on this little Vespa, um, and their dates just again, kind of going around the city, um, they sit and talk and Joey keeps like ITMing that there's just something about Kelsey that's so special and they sit and talk and she admits though, that she's like not falling in love, but tripping, she says. And okay. So they have the daytime, the nighttime portion is, was so emotional. Oh my gosh. Uh, her PTC was about her mom and, and it was, her, she was talking about how, how her mom was in the military, right? Oh gosh. Right. She was in the military and just how strong a woman she was and brave and all these things. But that 10 years ago, she was diagnosed with breast cancer and it metastasized to her bones and they gave her only six months to live. And she ended up passing away after only two months. But she had to like stop like three times while she was telling this story about her mom and because she was crying and getting emotional and oh my god i was i there's not been very many times where i'd like truly cry and have tears coming down my eyes because of this but you know i think it's a mom daughter thing i really think that that's what it is for me because wow it just she and just the way she cried and got emotional and and it was like a true 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 emotion and, um, ugh, it was so touching. I, I, and the way though, um, oh, and then she told a story about how, when she came to be on the bachelor, she asked her dad what 
he thought mom would say. And he was like, and then she started crying like twice during this part too, about how you're your mom's child and just so brave. And she would just love that you're going on the show. It would be something she would do. And so she cried during this and Joey just comes at her with the, like the perfect words of comfort. And, and they are, again, they're not canned words of comfort, but he says, you know, the way I've just heard you describe your mom, I can see a lot of those same qualities in you. And she sounds like an amazing person. I don't know, just whatever. It just is like the perfect thing. And then he asks her if she needs a hug. And of course she needs a hug. Of course she needs a hug. And ugh, like, it was just like the perfect date. And she just seems so, oh, I, man, I kind of hope it's her. I don't really know the final two yet. But I kind of, I hope it's her and Daisy. I really do because I really, really like Kelsey A. I think I, I want to say it's Lexi and Daisy that will be the final, final two, but I hope it's Kelsey A because I just really like her a lot. Um, and she does actually say in her ITM now that now after the way Joey responded to her and that date and everything, she's definitely falling in love now, not just tripping. Um, so then we get a group date card that reveals that Rachel gets the next one-on-one. -on -one. So then we have a group date, which is pretty simple. This one was not nearly as fun, but the girls were supposed to like pick a quote. And then once they picked their quote, they were supposed to draw that quote. And Joey was supposed to guess based on the drawing, what their quote was. And so they just showed them all doing their drawings and him looking at them and commenting about them. And I, I mean, it was still funny. He like had funny comments about some of them and they made jokes. It was still cute. I did still like it and I still enjoyed watching it. It wasn't quite as, as entertaining as the sausage one, but, um, it was just that one special time with Joey and for their special time together. We, again, we saw maybe 3.3 seconds this time, but they, painted each other like they got in the swimming suits and they painted each other and rolled around on this big huge canvas with the paint and made out while they were all full of paint so i mean that was the 3.3 seconds they really didn't make much of it um i feel like if this would have been any of the top four that i mentioned it would have been a much longer portion that we saw but because it's jess and she's not going to go anywhere we saw 3.3 seconds um let's see here Whew, okay i'm not doing too bad here um so then it's a nighttime portion of the group date and Maria shares her PTC um, at this nighttime portion, which is interesting because I just thought of this. I actually did not think of this till just now, which now makes me wonder whether she, maybe she will get sent home sooner, but I am kind of surprised she's, she is sharing her PTC now because usually girls save their PTCs unless they feel desperate that they're not going to get on one-on-one -on -one for the one-on-one. -on -one. And she went ahead and shared her PTC at this group date time with him. So, but maybe it was strategic and she thought if she shared her PTC, she'd at least, since she knew everyone was trying to villainize her, she'd at least get a rose on this date, possibly if she really went deep with him, that could have been it too. She might've just been a real, it might've been just a really good play on her part. I mean, this is all just coming to me now. I didn't think of this when I just wrote this down, but yeah, all of that, what I just said. <laughs> so she plays her PTC now and it was about her relationship with her mom. I guess her mom wasn't really in her life. I don't exactly know the dynamic here because she wasn't real 
real specific about it, or at least we didn't hear her specifics, but her and her mom got in a really bad car accident when she was only one. And I guess her mom basically broke practically every bone in her body and she was assumed dead. Um, but somehow the, uh, her Maria, but she lived obviously. Um, and her mom did too, but I guess because of all her injuries and she had so much like pain and everything with it, that she had really, really bad depression. Um, but sounds like her parents stayed together because she talked about how her dad was like for better or for worse, he was going to stick by her. So I don't know when she said she wasn't in her life, really what that means if they didn't divorce. I, I don't know. Again, she didn't go into details about it, but, um, she said her and her mom's relationship is still a work in progress as well. So, you know, who knows, maybe she's going to get a one-on-one -on -one and she'll dive into that deeper, but, but nevertheless, she shares all this about herself. And so she gets rewarded with the rose. So if she did do it for that reason, she strategically, it was a good move. Lee is pissed, of course, but I also noticed when he was going to give the rose away, did anyone else notice the makeup stain on his shoulder, on Joey's shoulder? <laughs> he had like a white sweater on and there was this big old like makeup stain on the shoulder, poor guy. Um, so then we get Rachel's one-on-one -on -one, and they learn to flamingo dance and this was the scene where he makes fun of himself with the boots on, which did like it, it, like I said, Oh my gosh. So sorry. It was, it did look quite ridiculous. Um, but funny, <laughs> they looked like women's shoes with shorts and they were black. So it was the least attractive thing like ever. Um, I think even care, uh, Karen, Rachel, even ITM that he still looked good. And she was like, well, like from the, like from the knees up. <laughs> um, so they'd flamingo dance and whatever they show them learning how to dance and they have to dance in front of a bunch of people and, um, they do it in front of a crowd and it was anticlimactic, you know, um, her PTC at the nighttime portion was the fact that she's a nurse and with it carries it like she brings a lot of the emotion home and she works long hours. I clearly she had a great upbringing. If her, the worst thing that's happened in her life is the emotional attachment she gets as a nurse. I mean, but which fine, great. I'm glad she had a good life, whatever. But so she didn't have much of a PTC. Uh, that's what all she can come up with. Um, but she does get the rose and she gets fireworks. Fireworks are always a good sign, but I really, really don't think Rachel's going, you know, she might be final six possibly, but definitely not going to final four. You know, I'm going to eat my words probably, but I don't think she is. Um, I, I, I just don't see like a chemistry between them. I think that seems like they're really good. They could be really good friends and they have fun together, but I don't see like massive chemistry between them. I think that's what I'm going to say with that. So then we get the cocktail party and Daisy, we see Daisy with him again and she makes a really good move here and asks him how he is doing with it all. You know, this poor guy has to hear all of these trauma stories. He has to be the one to ask a million questions. Great. He needs to know about all these women, but you never hear these women rarely asking about him or his life or his family or how he's doing. You don't hear it that often. We heard it twice. Kelsey T also asked him, but she, uh, Daisy asks him and he gives her a really sincere response. Um, 
she, this was kind of cute. She said something like, I just didn't know how many like amazing women there would be here. And he's like, Oh, why? Yeah. So, Oh, you thought, Oh, I, you know, I'm Daisy. I'm going to come in here. I'll be the best of the amazing women. She's like, no, no, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. And, um, and then he asked if she's okay. And she said she is again, a great move here. Do not give yourself this pity party. Do not say it's really hard. Do not say I'm really struggling. Do not do all of that. Just say she the perfect line. This was like the perfect play. She asks about him. Then she jokes about all the other amazing, or she talks about how all the other women are amazing. Doesn't complain about one person, but calls them all amazing. Makes a joke with him about that. He starts, but she jokes back. Then she, he asks how she's doing. She says, great. I'd rather be nowhere else, but here anyway, perfect answer, like absolute perfect answer. She's got to win. Um, so then Maria gains another enemy. We talked about this already. This is where she goes and steals time with Joey and Jess is pissed off because Maria already has a rose and whatever. So we get all that. Um, Jess calls her out. I'm being disrespectful. And she defends herself. This is where like, I felt like Maria actually did snap back more than I, I mean, she always kind of snaps back and says what she thinks, but she did it in a more like bitchy way this time. I felt like, um, again, the edit may have fooled us a little bit because I don't know, except for Leah, who already doesn't like Maria, none of the other girls. In fact, they showed Autumn in the background kind of laughing when Jess walked away. <laughs> she was laughing. Um, so I, I don't, it didn't seem to really bother any of the other women. So maybe they just put a weird spin on it, you know, to make Maria look a little bad. Um, shoot, I'm almost done, but I have to end because I'm literally at 30 minutes again. Okay. I'm not going to be much longer. I'll be right back. Okay. Before I continue, which there's not much left, but I was just kind of like scrolling through my Instagram while I was waiting for that to upload. And I saw two really funny memes. One of them was, um, a picture of, uh, well, well one of them wasn't really a funny meme. This one was. So one of them said, um, it was the picture of like, when I said that Maria on the two on one Maria and, um, Sydney, like had them, they had them walking out, you know, together and doing everything together. But like, it was of them walking out of the hotel and like the outfits they had on, <laughs> the outfits they had on were, um, completely different. Maria had on this like yellow dress that has this cutout on the stomach and really low cut and looks like maybe she, she has a swimsuit underneath. And Sydney has on like the, the longer length cutoff jean shorts and a white camisole and a brown belt and like a brown, like kimono thing with these God awful slides. I'm sorry. I don't like them at all. <laughs> It's totally, it says, it just basically says, it shows that picture and says two women who do not look like they are going to the same place. <laughs> they totally do not. And then the other one wasn't really funny, but it reminded me of while they were also on that two on one that uh, it was where they, where Sydney claimed that Maria said she told, I don't know, someone to shut the F up. 
And Maria completely denied that to Joey. Like, I did not say that. I wouldn't say that to anybody. And then she confronted Leah about that when Joey wasn't there. And she's like, seriously, are you kidding me that I said that? Are you serious? And she was like, yeah. And she goes, you do know that we're being on camera all the time, right? We do know that this is all on camera, <laughs> which was like such a perfect thing to say. Because right again, and again, I like that the, the producers put that in there. Like they left that in there. You know, it's like breaking the fourth wall. I love that fourth wall breakage. I love it, love it, love it. Okay, so, um, okay, so we have Jess and Maria fighting. Um, let's see, in a cocktail party. Okay, so it's a rose ceremony now. This is, um, the roses go to, in this order, Jen, Kelsey T, Daisy, Leah, Lexi, Caitlin, and Jess, which means Medina and Autumn go home. Um, so we had how many now? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then there were seven and then Maria got a rose and Rachel got a rose and who else had the one-on-one? -on -one? Oh, Kelsey A. So, so 10, we have 10 left then, right? That should be right. Um, so again, we're going to Montreal, Canada um, they give us another spoiler on next week's, it looks like on next week's episode, it looks like Daisy and Kelsey T get the one-on-one -on -one dates. I wish they would not do this. Granted, they are making the very end very like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? But they keep showing us who gets the one-on-one -on -one dates. And maybe that isn't that big a deal for us to know in advance, but I kind of would like little surprises to see who, which... At least that's what it looks like on the previews that that's who gets the two one-on-ones, which I'm kind of surprised that Daisy's getting a second one already, but then yet yeah, we know she's going to win. And I think the winner always almost, well, very often gets two one-on-ones. So maybe it's not that big of a surprise. Um, but then we get some drama. Somebody is talking about like they, she, someone writes him a note that says we need to talk. Someone else says, you know, I, tells him something shocking that he doesn't expect, like they're going to go home or they want to go home, or I don't even know who knows, but I don't know if that was supposed to be all happening next week or if that was just all happening the rest of the season. So, um, we shall see. So yeah, there we go. That's what we, um, that's what we have. We have some, again, my final four is Daisy, Kelsey, A, Lexi, and Jen. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in again. Um, I feel like it's about time that I have a guest um, host with me and talk about the episode because I haven't done that yet this season. And I think that that would be fun to do. Uh, I think you guys enjoy that too when I have somebody um, giving their opinion as well as mine. So let's see who I can figure out that can and will do that with me. And I raised my voice at the end of the sentence and I hate when I do that. Do I do that a lot? I don't know. Um, all right. So I would like to encourage everybody to go give me a five-star review. No, a five-star rating, subscribe, hit follow, answer my poll questions, tell people about the podcast, have them listen, write a review. Did I say that already? How about write a review and all of the things that would help my podcast get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, but for now, I am going to 
read this Bible verse for the week, and it is Matthew 5, verse 43 and 44. And it says, you have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. So I hope everybody has a great week and I hope you enjoy your weekend. And um, we will talk to you again next week for episode six of Joy Season. Have a great week. Bye.